The Dead Show of the Month Podcast. Welcome back to the Dead Show of the Month Podcast. It's me, your old friend Dave, and we're back with another amazing journey with the Grateful Dead and Friends. Joining me in studio, as always, my co-host Bob. How you doing today, sir? Great, Dave. Nice to be here. How you doing today? Really well. Good. Uh, because I know we're about to listen to an amazing, amazing Grateful Dead show. It, it is that. We've said that before, but this one is truly amazing. Before we get into this month's show, remember last year we did the two-month kind of extravaganza where we did a late Brent Midland show and then a very early Bruce and Vince show kind of backed up to each other. We did a yep. double 1990 thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a three month journey this time, but it's not going to be the same, but it will show major change within the Grateful Dead. And that's all I'm going to say about our three month journey as of now. We'll let people maybe guess at what's coming or how that works. I'm not sure how that is, but this month, Dead Show of the Month number 177. Last month, we promised an epic journey, and I really do believe that we're going to deliver. Dead Show of the Month number 177 is The Grateful Dead from February 9th, 1973, from the Roscoe Maples Pavilion at Stanford in Palo Alto, California. Bob, pretty amazing stuff here, man. Truly. I mean, they they had just gotten through generating a whole bunch of new material, and they chose to bring it forward and uh, with some power. I would say. Yeah. An amazing number of new songs. And they don't screw around with these new songs. No. They take them them to the woodshed and back again. So really, really cool stuff. It took me a long time to kind of get this show. It's not the greatest recording of all time. It's got a couple of hiccups here and there. And typical for the era, it takes them a couple of songs to get the mix going. But anyway, this is an all-timer here, Bob. Uh, Let's let everybody take a listen, and we'll let them judge for themselves how just damn good this thing is. Yeah, they're, they're in for a treat. Hold on, folks. All right. The Grateful Dead from the Roscoe Maples Pavilion at Stanford in Palo Alto, California on February 9th, 1973. You guys enjoy this, and we'll meet you back here at halftime.
system that we've got worked up and uh, it's going to take a little bit of ironing out. This is sort of the get the bugs out night. That's why we're here. And towards the... Of course, if you've been following us for any number of years at all, you'll realize that this happens every place we go, every time we play. And we've been trying to do it for a long time now and, uh, well, hopefully... But if it irritates you, tonight's going to get you crazy. On the other hand, toward the end of this evening, we, we, we hope this is, that this PA, this all-new PA of ours is going to really stand up and grow some hair. Uh, is there anybody back there who can't hear? Well, uh, you can't hear? What can't you hear? Everything. Enunciate, please. Listen. If, uh, what they mean a, is it doesn't sound like their home stereo. Right. If... Uh, Thank you. 
Bob, man, they really they learned that last song there pretty well in the in the few short years that it had been in existence. Playing in the band the 1973 version. One thing we forgot to have mentioned before we kicked off this show, this was the first show of 1973. So they had really 1972, as we all know, the the Grateful Dead took a, a different turn in all of the right directions. Had a couple things not go right with Pigpen leaving the band, essentially, still convalescing at home during this time period. But man, they had worked Keith Godshaw in, uh, Donna Godshaw as well, and just seemed to take a new approach with this new year. Yeah, um, Keith was uh, instrumental in, in the advancement of a lot of the music, I think, in this era. He just brought something completely different that was the piece they needed. And, uh, you know, they, they had a few different keyboard players kind of float around the scene at that time, but nobody really stuck. Like, you know, uh, Ned Lagan, Tom Constantin. Right. Uh, you know, Merle Saunders was around. He was. Uh, you know, there was a bunch of folks who, you know, could have stepped in, and maybe Merle could have um, most easily, but they, they got Keith. And what, what a fantastic addition. When I, I look at this first set, you know, there's a couple of songs that they never played live before. Ever. Uh, ever. And they just bring them forward here. And uh, uh, I was reading Billy Kreutzman's book. He pointed out that Row Jimmy is probably his favorite Jerry tune, which is, like, unbelievable because Jerry and Hunter tunes are by far his favorites. And uh, that one he just loves. He just r- raises it up high, so... Some, some really good stuff there. You know, I read somewhere on the internet not too long ago that Row Jimmy was actually Jerry, one of Jerry's, if not his favorite tune as well. Uh, I don't have any evidence to back that up, but it sounds like your evidence in the book is backing it up for Billy. Lots of new stuff there. Like you said, 1973, a new year and new music. Row Jimmy, the second song of the show, brand new, uh, as you pointed out. Loose Lucy in there. Uh, and here comes sunshine, which again they didn't limp on, man. They they really went for it. Right. And then, uh, following on the heels of that, the thirty minute or however long playing in the band that we just got through, amazing stuff. Nineteen seventy three, a lot of Deadhead's favorite year. The jazzy approach to the jam was certainly in effect. The um, uh, interesting that the songs, and I think we'll see it in the second set. Not to talk about it, but uh, the songs were well matured yeah and stayed somewhat as played here through their existence i think loose lucy is maybe the exception right this is the slower version of it uh it got peppy you know in later times um i kind of like it like this though i i think i prefer this slower version but you know I'll take what I can get from the Grateful Dead. Bob, with all that new stuff in the first set, would you believe that in the second set there was even more new stuff and that it may even be more pivotal? Like the kind of, you know, truly enduring uh, stuff that the Grateful Dead is made out of in, in your eras when you started going to shows as well as when I started going to shows. So some really, really big stuff coming up in the second set. For halftime, though, I I have something really, really cool for us, Bob. What would that be? The Allman Brothers Band played at the Cow Palace on New Year's Eve in San Francisco, or Daly City, I should say, in the Bay Area in 1973. There was no Grateful Dead show. The Mm. New Year's tradition, while they had played New Year's before 1973, 
wasn't really a yearly tradition until 1976. Right. And oddly, right. that tradition uh, started at the Cow Palace as well. Right. Yeah, that's that's correct. So, so yeah, this is Bill Graham hosting the Almond Brothers. Really cool stuff. Got a couple of tunes from them. We'll get come back and, and talk about the Almond Brothers a little bit. I, I seem to remember them being a slight precursor to the Grateful Dead for you, right? Oh, yeah. I, uh, definitely um, probably one of my earliest favorite bands. Okay, cool. And um, right you know, before I, I got the dead, you know, I was fully embraced, uh, embracing the Allman Brothers. And okay. still do. I mean, just yeah. great music, great musicians. and Definitely. Uh, so let's check this out, and we'll come back and chat a little bit about the Allman Brothers uh, after we get a chance to hear them. This is the Allman Brothers Band from December 31st, 1973 in Daly City, California. You guys enjoy it, and we'll meet you back here when they're done. This is Jared, and you're listening to the Dead Show of the Month podcast. I have no idea what kind of sounds you're going to be hearing for a while, because we've got to get off stage and give this microphone back to a guitarist. That's it. Eight, seven... Six, five, four, three, two, happy new
Oh yeah, Bob. I love Jessica. Great name for a girl. A great jam right there. And before we played the Allman Brothers, we, we briefly discussed that the Allman Brothers were kind of your first big thing. So why don't you go into that a little bit, being a, a kid, if you will, and in Joyzy in the early to mid 70s. You know, what did the Allman Brothers mean to you? How did that all come into play? Well, I, I think I saw them for the first time at Madison Square Garden. Um, there was a couple of solo projects. Uh, Greg Allman was touring at that time for his first uh, solo release. Dickie Betts was coming around with Vassar Clements and some bluegrass set up that was just unbelievable. And then you get the Allman Brothers, and uh, I think it was Madison Square Garden. Maybe it was 73. Could be 74. Not sure. But... Um, Right in this time frame. It was right in that time frame. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Ramblin' Man, when it, it came off the stage, you just knew it was going to be radio play all day. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and uh, it, it was a fantastic show. It was, it was great stuff. So. so 1973, this year that we're beginning here, was a huge year for the Allman Brothers. And if it weren't for the In the Dark hugeness that happened in 1987, 1973 could likely be considered the Grateful Dead's big year started their own record label, played arguably the largest rock concert of all time later in this year in July at Watkins Glen. Strangely enough, another connection with the Allman Brothers band and the band, the three band set or three band bill, if you will. Right. uh, Commanded somewhere, depending on what estimates you read, between 550 and 750,000 human beings. To the middle of nowhere, quite frankly. Anybody who knows upstate New York knows that that's, that's out there, man. It's, it's pretty much in the middle. <laughs> yeah. So interesting stuff for 1973. Uh, the Allman Brothers there. Hope you guys enjoyed that. That show actually has some special guests that it weren't does. playing on New Year's Eve. Yeah. We didn't just hear them play. But perhaps later on down the line, since I'm sure everybody liked what they just heard, We'll dig into that stuff later where there's some special guests yeah, and an interesting story that I recently heard about why one of the guests was a special guest that night. Yeah. Some heavy vetting occurred. It was, I think that was Butch Trucks. Maybe yes, was, it is. Yeah. Did some heavy vetting. Yeah. So, um, but yes, uh, we heard the same story, I guess. But uh, yeah, um, thank you for, for bringing that forward. What, what a great little addition to the halftime. Yeah. And so what do we have here is the second set from 2973 from Stanford, hometown for the Grateful Dead, truly hometown. I mean, the Bay Area has always been associated with them, but Palo Alto really is ground zero for all things Grateful Dead, at least those guys meeting each other. So kind of cool there, a little homecoming. We're going to spin the second set now. Starts off with Wavy Gravy um, getting a little political, but it's fun and funny because that's what Wavy Gravy is about. And you guys enjoy this second set, and we will meet you guys all back here when they're done. Okay, how's that? Hiya! I'm told to make this announcement short and not political. I'll make it short, but political's weird. Like, uh, taking a shit is a political act. Smoking it is a more political act. But world politics and a rainbow on a pole is what we're about. My name is Wavy Gravy. I'm with the Hawk Farm. And like many, many people all over the planet, 
horrified at this incredible disaster called Bach Mai. Now, Managua is not political, right? And uh, Bangladesh is not political. But Bach Mai is another kind of disaster that happened over Christmas with a bunch of B-52s, and we leveled the largest hospital, teaching hospital, four times bigger than the one at Stanford in Southeast Asia. And what we want to do is send them back another hospital. Tell them about it, Asa. We got these baskets around, right? People will be moving around. That's one way of doing it. If you want to help us figure out another way of doing it, come to Scope. That's a bunch of guys here at uh, Columbe Hall and get together and do more stuff about Bach Mai and uh, wear our buttons and uh, polish your rainbows. And now the rainbow makers, right? Here they are.
Ain't a bed can give us rest now You keep us on the just located a bug in our new system that sounds like about a 40-foot cockroach. And we're going to iron him out right now. Located the source of the problem is a dead battery somewhere. That's the truth. That's the God's truth.
illusion They love each other Lord, you can see that it's true Lord, you can see that it's true
all the critic knows Right outside the lazy game Winter summer Just carry the bird away. Wake up to find out that you are the eyes of the world. The heart has its seasons, its homeland, and thoughts of its own.
but our own Sometimes we visit your country and live in your home Sometimes we ride on your horses Sometimes we walk alone Sometimes the songs that we hear are just songs of our own
before I hit the ground All I leave behind me Is only What I found Don't 
for you while you're sleeping. Well, please don't be surprised when you find me dreaming too.
answers Joyce, my friends Better take my advice
Wow, Bob, what an event that must have been. The Grateful Dead at Stanford, February 9th, 1973. Some amazing stuff coming out of nowhere there, seemingly. Uh, Really, really good stuff. Bob, I understand that this was kind of a trial run for at least parts of the Wall of Sound, which is kind of interesting. I think maybe that tweeter array or something like that. And I think this is the infamous show where Dan Healy always talks about that like $40,000 worth of tweeters blew up in the first like 30 seconds of the show and the band didn't even give him a hard time about it. So pretty adventuresome group of musicians, both financially and musically. Uh, I guess as long as their sponsor had an extra $40,000 worth of uh, funds to throw on the fire, I guess it was okay. Who knows? Uh, But what a second set. They Love Each Other gets its debut in that weird kind of upbeat, um, not as reggae style. Yeah. yeah and right, with that right. like alternate verse, alternate verse thrown in true. there that went away after this time period. And then a magnificent Eyes of the World. And I was talking to you this before, talking about this with you before we came on the air today. It might be one of my favorite debuts ever. The Eyes itself is spectacular. The jam afterwards, you know, that we have gotten accustomed to in 73, 74 was really, really good. But after all was said and done, they really went out into outer space and, and really gave that Eyes of the World like the other one spot or the Dark Star spot for the night. Right, yeah. Didn't really happen a whole lot with Eyes of the World during this era and kind of throughout. It was always kind of part of the madness, not the center of it. So an interesting, interesting Eyes of the World. China Doll coming out of it and it's amazing spot that it seemed, again, belong in right from the start. It's one of those moments that's weird. Wave That Flag, which eventually became U.S. Blues. Yeah. With some, you know, I think the Wave That Flag versions have the slightly goofier lyrics added right. in. It's like not not quite fully evolved yet, which is interesting because, you know, by and large, I think the <coughs> dead birthed their songs in concert. They evolved in concert, but um, they Wave That Flag and they love each other. Actually, both kind of morphed a little bit more than most of their uh, you know, first time throughs, you know, uh, eyes of the world was born fully realized. Yeah. It wasn't like, well, we'll see what we can do with this. It's like, we're going to do it. And, uh, an incredible version. So, um, you know, was it like three new songs in the first set and four in the second set. And yeah. That audience must've been, you know, yeah. Jaws dropped. And out of those songs that got debuted, Road Jimmy, uh, loose Lucy, they Love Each Other, Eyes of the World, China Doll, Wave That Flag, or U.S. Blues all became pretty much staples of their repertoire. You know, if they were absent for periods of time, they were brought back. Here Comes Sunshine was the only one that kind of was 73, 74, and then went away right until the end. I want right. to say it was 92, the December tour in 92, where, oh. where they brought back Here Comes Sunshine in Phoenix, or Tempe. Yeah, I was there. Right? Yeah. Yep. And, and it was a different arrangement. And from what I understand, Vince Welnick's the one who brought that one forward, who kind of baked, in, in addition to all those Beatles songs they were doing at that time. Right, right. That he was really mm. hip on bringing this song back. So uh, I, I prefer the 73, 74 versions of Here Comes Sunshine over those later eras, but still kind of cool little story that it eventually came back in the repertoire. It, uh, it was a surprise when it came back. I don't know how long it's hung around. I can't recall. I know I caught a few of them, but I can't. I don't know if that one hung in there all the way till the end. They had to make room for like waves to the wind. And, <laughs> oh, well, there's a couple others on. Huh? My goodness. Maybe they didn't really need to make. Room. 
No, they but, really didn't. But they tried. Guess what we did last month on our show, Bob, that we have apparently gotten used to doing? What's that? We forgot to give the set list for the show. And being oh, that I don't, yeah, and that I don't post it anywhere, I, I did get the wrong kind of emails this month. So <laughs> before we go on You've too much further, we scolded. Yes, you have been listening to Dead Show of the Month number 177, The Grateful Dead from the Roscoe Maples Pavilion at Stanford University in Palo Alto, California on February 9th, 1973. For the band's first set, the band performed Promised Land, Road Jimmy, Black Throated Wind, Deal, me and my uncle, Sugary, Looks Like Rain, Loose Lucy, Mexicali Blues, Brown-Eyed Women, El Paso, Here Comes Sunshine, and they concluded the first set with that Titanic playing in the band. For a halftime show, we had the Allman Brothers Band from the Cow Palace in Daly City, California on December 31st, 1973. I think that was Statesboro Blues that started it out. I get confused on a lot of their songs, Bob, I won't lie. A lot of mm-hmm. them sound very similar to me, but I'm positive that that was Statesboro Blues and Jessica. For the Grateful Dead second set, the band performed China Cat Sunflower and I Know You Rider, Jack Straw, They Love Each Other, Truckin' Into Eyes of the World Into China Doll, Wow, Big River, Ramble on Rose, Box of Rain, Wave That Flag, Sugar Magnolia, Uncle John's Band, and they concluded the second set with a round and a round. The encore that evening was Casey Jones. A good show, Bob. Sweet. One that we can be proud of for sure, and I, I hope that they were proud of it as well. Yeah, so, you know, they. I think they knew they were onto something. Yeah. They, they, they had a lot of momentum. A lot of momentum. Yeah, and again, like, like we talked about, 1973 became this really huge year that they were looking back on probably in you know, the later times where they decided after the hiatus to go smaller, you know, less PA, smaller theater type shows, you know. It drove major changes. Yeah. So interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us and talk about anything that you want to talk about, hopefully it won't be that we forgot the set list. <laughs> you can get a hold of us at deadshowofthemonth at hotmail.com. That is deadshowofthemonth at hotmail.com. Or check us out on the Facebook at www dot facebook.com slash dsotm podcast so uh this was the first show of a, a weird little journey that we promised and and all i can hint on next month's show bob is that it will be a, a journey up to the mountains a nice trip up to the mountains bob mm. really yeah yeah so that should give people mm. i know there's like a million different things it could be yeah and I don't know how it would tie together with this month's show. So we'll have to find out then. I'm, I'm not guessing it. So there, well, there you go. I'll be surprised. Yeah, right. you will be. Thanks for stopping by today, bud. Yep. All right. Thanks, Dave. No problem. For my co-host, Bob, this is your old friend Dave saying so long from Chino, California. The Death Show of the Month Podcast. Podcast.